Hey, I pray that you all are having a fantastic day like I am. Listen, I am Jerry Porter II, and I am the host of GSP2 Ministries Monday Meditations Podcast. I am so elated that you have joined us today. I know that you all are busy and you have schedules, and for you to take out a moment of your time to be with us today, we are most grateful. Listen, we're going to continue our subject concerning answers and solutions, becoming answers and becoming solutions. I was awakened out of my sleep last week with this burden to talk about this. And last week, if you have not listened to episode one, you owe yourself a favor to do that. But we talked about that we are called to a particular group of people. We're called to a particular sect of people. And listen, I am to provide an answer. I am to be a solution. My light is to shine. And when your light shines, you become an answer for somebody. You become an answer of hope for somebody. Go listen to it. You owe it to yourself. It is tremendous and it will bless you. But today I wanted to continue our journey in this particular subject, and and I'm going to be looking at a man by the name of Joseph. I'm going to be looking at a man by the name of Joseph, and Joseph is a very important figure in the Old Testament. He and his life has a lot of relevance to us today that we can glean from and that we can um, gather from because his life is full of richness and, and a lot of things that is about his life you will be able to make it relatable to your life. I'm going to be primarily in the book of Genesis chapter 41, but you owe it to yourself to read his life story. Once again, there's a lot of nuggets in there that you can pull from that can help you in your journey uh, in this life, especially with those of us who are wanting to be and those of us who are asking God to make us an answer, to make us a solution. With that being said, I want you to start off by just making this a part of your daily prayer, making this a part of your daily meditations, is that, Lord, make me an answer. Lord, make me a solution. People are out here who are in need. People are out here who are desperate. People are out here who are looking for for beacons of light, hope. And you, my friends, have what they need, have what they need. You have what they're looking for. And there's no need for you to sit on what you have. No need for you to sit on your gifts. No need for you to sit on your talents. No need for you to sit on what what you possess. No need for you to sit on your purpose for whatever reason that may be. Because somebody in this world need what you have. Someone in this world is in desperate pursuit for what you possess. They're looking for you. They're calling for you. They're yearning for your presence so that they can get what it is that you have. And so I, I admonish you, please don't sit on what you what you are possessing, but rather Make it a part of your prayer. Make it a part of your daily meditation. Make it a part of your daily confessions that, Lord, I am an answer and I am a solution for someone. Joseph is here and, and Joseph, we know him as a dreamer. We know him to be a dreamer and we know him to be an interpreter of dreams. But Joseph is also, of all of his father's children, of all of his father Jacob's children, he is known 
as the favored son. He is known as the son who is favored and loved above his brethren. The scripture declares that Joseph uh, wore the coat of many colors. It symbolized uh, the love of his father being bestowed upon him. He wore that coat of many colors. And when I was looking at this, I've heard this across the pulpit. I've heard this preached a lot. And people associate the coat of many colors with favor, with favor. And true enough, Joseph had the favor of God all over his life. I mean, you read his story, you just see favor just uh, smeared all over him. But one thing when I when I looked at the coat of many colors, one thing that I all that I saw while preparing for this was that the coat of many colors will always draw out your critics. It will always draw out criticism. And I want to tell you that you are not ready for the coat if you cannot handle your critics. If you can't handle the criticism of other people. If you can't handle uh, the, the, the opinions of other people. You're not ready to wear the coat of many colors. And I'm going to show you why the coat is important in a little bit. But you're not ready for the coat if you can't handle the criticism of other people. People, when you wear this coat, you can be prepared for people to criticize. You can be prepared for people to project their thoughts and their opinions and their feelings on you. But when you are an answer and a solution, you do not let people and what they think and what they feel and their opinions determine how you see yourself. However you see me, is up to you, but the way I see me is up to me. I cannot stop people from thinking or projecting their thoughts or projecting their opinions on who I am. However, it's up to me to reject it if it doesn't line up with the way I see myself and keep moving. People in this life will always have an opinion. They will always have a thought. They will always have a feeling about you. But you cannot let that stop you, hinder you, block you from being the best answer or solution that you can possibly be. His brothers saw him as a problem. And listen, whenever Joseph was seen as a problem, he always went down. Whenever he saw, they saw him as a problem, he always went down. But when they saw him as a solution, he was always elevated. Listen. His brothers saw him as a problem. And what happened? He went down into a pit. They rejected him. People who reject you, reject you because they see you as a problem. I used to be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I used to be very cautious and very reserved because I did not want to be rejected. Until I had this revelation or I had this eye opener that rejection is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. See, when you possess something valuable, such as an answer or a solution, and when people reject you, that is not a moment for you to get sad and down and depressed and mad and angry. But that is actually a moment for you to say, to, you know what, I'm glad. 
that you didn't accept me because what I possess is so valuable. I don't have time to give my pearls to swine. Your rejection actually helped me. Your rejection actually saved my life because I could have been a part of something and then I could have been frustrated and I could have been um, um, even more upset that I was actually in than I would have been if you had not, if you had just rejected me from the beginning. People's rejection is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And when people reject you, keep it moving, knowing this, that obviously I was not the answer and the solution that you were looking for. When people reject you, either in a relationship, business deal, whatever it may be, when people reject you, when they don't give you the job, when they don't give you the opportunity, that is not a moment to get mad, sad, depressed. That is actually a moment to say within yourself and realize that I must not be the answer or the solution that this particular group was looking for. I am called to a particular sector people. I'm called to a particular group of people. And with that knowledge, if you reject me, then that lets me know I am not what you're looking for. And guess what? I'm going to keep going until my answer lands on somebody who is who will value what I have, who will value the solutions that I bring. So his brother saw him as a problem, so he went down into a pit. But when he was sold to Potiphar, he was seen as an answer. I want to say this, and that is money is never a problem when you become an answer or a solution. No, 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 no. You you don't have the problem of money when you are an answer or a solution. Because instead of praying for money, change your prayer. Change the language that come out of your mouth and say, Lord, make me an answer. Lord, make me the answer for someone. And guess what? You, with that prayer, God is going to set it up so that you have a problem that you become an answer to. And listen, people don't mind giving their money, giving their resources to the answer. So this is why I don't pray for money. I don't I don't pray for, for riches. You know what my prayer is? My prayer is, Lord, make me an answer. Make me a solution. And guess what? People find me, their resources find me because I am providing something that they could not provide. Oh, this is already good to me. So when he was sold to Potiphar, he was seen as an answer. Listen, problems are not a bad thing. Crises are not a bad thing. They may on the forefront look bad they may on the forefront look horrible but really problems crisis trouble it's not a bad thing because really problems are an opportunity to show that you are an answer when a problem arises when a problem comes about this is the moment to display that i am the solution i am the answer Oh man, this is this is so good. Because we've always looked at problems as something that is supposed to be, oh man, what's going on? Why this? Why that? What's going on? Why this happening? Really, the problem is to display that I am the answer. I am the solution. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. 
in our in our chapter 41 of Genesis today, when Pharaoh, and listen, Pharaoh never heard of Joseph. Pharaoh never heard of Joseph. Period. But when Pharaoh heard about Joseph, he heard of him as an answer. Joseph is literally in prison. He's been in prison for years now. Pharaoh never heard of him, never seen him, never laid eyes on him. But at this moment, Pharaoh has a dream that is troubling him. Pharaoh's having got this dream and this dream he cannot get an answer to. He goes to all of his people and he tries to see if he can get this dream interpreted. What does this mean? What's going on? And no one could answer the problem. Oh man, this is so good. No one could answer or interpret his dream. But there was a butler that was there that said, I know a man who can do what you're trying to have done. I know a man who can be an answer to this problem. Listen, I want to pause to say this for those of you that will receive this. There are people right now that are talking about you and you don't even know it. Your name is in rooms that your feet have not entered yet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Your name has preceded your feet. Your name is uh, is gone places that your feet have yet to catch up to. People are talking about you as an answer and a solution, and you don't even know it yet. This is what happened to Joseph, is that someone is talking about him to Pharaoh about being an answer, about being a solution, and Joseph don't even know it yet. So the famine or the problem or the crisis was a blessing, and here's why. If it wasn't for the problem, the answer, who is Joseph, would have died in jail. (laughs) If it wasn't for the crisis, if it wasn't for... The, the the problem of not being able to interpret the dream. Joseph, the answer, would have died in jail. So the famine created a need that Pharaoh couldn't supply that gave Joseph an opportunity to display that he was the solution. Oh, man. And so then Proverbs 18, 16 make all the sense in the world to me. When it says that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Listen, as I as I kind of bring this to a close today, you will be placed in situations where people will see you as an answer. You will be placed in situations where people will see you as an answer. I'll say that one more time. You will be placed in situations where people will see you as an answer. And you don't argue with them. I'm challenging you. Don't argue with them. Don't let your insecurities talk you out of it. Don't let your past talk you out of it. Don't let where you've been talk you out of it. That is one of the biggest mistakes that people can do is allow your insecurities, your past, where you've been 
talk you out of being an answer or solution. So what if you were a felon? So what if you had a baby out of wedlock? So what if you've been divorced? So what if they fired you from your job? So what? When God made up his mind about you being an answer and a solution, let me tell you something, nothing and no one could change his mind about what he already determined for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you and they are good and not of evil to bring you into an expected end. God's mind is made up about you and there is nothing and there is no one that can change his mind about you. Oh, man. So when people come to you looking for the answer that's in you, Don't sit up there and say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, they don't know who I am. They don't know what I did. They don't know where I've been. Uh Uh-uh, I can't do this. I don't have the education. I don't have the background. I don't have the resume. I don't have the credit score. You worried about the wrong thing. Because if you can show that you're the answer, all of that stuff is a non-factor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My God from heaven. Yes, it is a non-factor. Because here's the truth. Remember, I told you earlier that if you cannot handle the criticism of others, then you're not qualified to wear the coat. Because let me tell you, the truth is the coat prepared Joseph for the role. The coat he wore at his father's house prepared him for the role that he would wear in the nation. (laughs) Part of a house prepared him to run the nation. He ran Potiphar House. He was second in command in Potiphar House. And it prepared him to run the nation. Listen, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to a close here. In elementary school, they taught us to add. But around high school, they taught us algebra. I looked at it. Addition showed us the problem looking for the answer. But in algebra, it showed us the answer looking for the problem. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You think you are a problem looking for an answer when really you are an answer looking for a problem. <laughs> I'm not a problem looking for an answer. I'm an answer looking for a problem. You're an answer. You look for problems. You're not a problem looking for an answer. So you have to see yourself as an answer. My friends, everyone that is listening, you got to see yourself as an answer. You're not a problem. You're an answer. You are an answer to someone's crisis. You are an answer to someone's dilemma. You are an answer to someone's question. You are a solution. You are the resolve for someone. For some people. So, with that being said, as I'm getting ready to leave you today, I want you to leave this podcast telling yourself when you look in that mirror, I'm an answer. I'm an answer looking for a problem. 
I'm a solution looking for a crisis. And one of the greatest crises that we have in this time is the absence of love. Whether you know it or not, people want to be loved. People want to feel loved. And I'm not talking about boo and bay love. I'm not talking about husband love. I'm talking about genuine love. And whether you know it or not, the love that you provide can stop a person from committing suicide. Yeah, the answer of love that is in you can stop the problem of depression in someone else. So you are an answer. You are a solution. I am so glad you joined me today in Monday Meditations. I am Evangelist Jerry Porter II. We will be back here, same time, same place next Monday. I love you. May God keep you. And may the Lord shine upon you. You be blessed.